Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Hey, thanks everybody for listening again to another edition of our podcast, Growing in Grace. I'm Joel Brzezinski, the breeze man. Mike the Cap, Kapler, is with us. And uh, Cap, hey, I heard um, recently from a listener of ours, we actually uh, ended up talking on the phone for a little while, uh, kind of a, a real encouraging conversation uh, for me. And I think uh, for him, too, I think we connected really. Uh, his name's Mark, and he's from Pennsylvania. He got a hold of both of us, and uh, I ended up uh, chatting with him on the phone. A real heart for God's grace. He's a radio guy like uh, both you and I have been. He, he's been involved in radio for many, many years. And it was really good uh, to, to connect in that way. Usually... It's just, you know, it's it's you and me, Cap, and uh, we don't necessarily have a whole lot of contact as far as voice contact uh, with our listeners. I mean, people come to know us, uh, but it's hard for us to, you know, we couldn't possibly talk to everybody in this world who listens to the podcast. We, of course, have a lot of contacts on Facebook, and that is wonderful, too. But it was just good to connect with one of our listeners who uh, has a heart for this this gospel, the good news of God's grace. And so that was a pretty cool thing. How have you been, Cap? Well, good, yeah. You're right. We we don't get a lot of interaction with our listeners. Uh, it's not. It's different uh, with doing the podcast, you and me, you know, pre-recording this, obviously, compared to live radio. And, you know, we we, uh, we walked the, the tightrope. We, we did some things back in, in when we were doing radio. A lot of radio stations would be afraid to do, <laughs> first of all, putting <laughs> us on the air. They'd be afraid to do that. <laughs> But then when we were on, you know, we, we would often take live calls from people. You know, they weren't pre-screened. We just threw them on. And uh, that would be sacrilegious uh, to some radio stations. But we did that, and it was kind of fun having that interaction. And we never really had any problem with somebody getting out of hand. No, well, that's good. I was wondering if you had that seven-second delay or 40-second delay, whatever stations do, and you could press <laughs> well, the button. We always uh, had that. <laughs> I mean, even when we were on just by ourselves, we just felt like, uh, you know, we, we I think we were always seven seconds behind everybody else. <laughs> just in and of yourselves. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, hey, God's love, God's grace, His mercy, His kindness, His forgiveness, uh, the forgiveness. You know, we talked a lot about that on our last uh, podcast, Cap, just the, how we have been through nothing that we've done. And, and if you think about this, God's forgiveness can't be based upon what we do. Otherwise, it wouldn't be forgiveness. Because forgiveness means you've done something wrong, or or it means that you were in error in some way. You needed forgiveness. You couldn't atone for it yourself. Somebody had to forgive you. And so it can't be. You know, forgiveness cannot be based on our works. And and if you want to, you know, relay this into our lives with, with one another, if somebody has wronged somebody, then it's in order to forgive that person, it's not up to that person to make things right in order to be forgiven. Now, maybe that person does need to try to make things right. I don't know. Each circumstance is different. But forgiveness is not dependent upon the other person making things right. 
because otherwise that wouldn't be forgiveness. <laughs> you know, it mercy isn't mercy if somebody has to do something to earn it. Mercy, forgiveness, grace, it's all unearned. That, you know, that's the point I'm trying to make. And that's a wonderful thing that God has done that for us through nothing we've done. Again, couldn't be through what we've done, but solely by the blood of Jesus Christ. When we talk about the finished work of Jesus, that's what we're talking about. His blood that where he, he went on the, on the cross and became sin for us so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. It's all his work. He accomplished it all, and we get to be the beneficiaries of that, uh, of the riches of his grace. Yeah, and I, I think this is a good place to camp out, uh, if nothing else, for a few minutes or maybe the rest of the show, because I, I had some areas where I thought we might go, but it, it's so important to understand what you were just talking about and what we touched on a little bit on last week's podcast, this thing that, that we call forgiveness. What does it really mean? If, if we don't really begin to, to grasp and grow and understand what has been provided to us through this thing we call forgiveness, then we, we will continue to struggle in our, uh, in our identity and in our walk of, of grace, in our walk of faith. It's, it's always going to be a struggle. If we don't grasp this stuff, there's going to be that disease of guilt and, and condemnation and all those things that go with it. One thing we, we touched on last week, that word forgiveness or remission in some places, it means to be freed from bondage or imprisonment, but it can also uh, have the added quality of canceling out, canceling all judgment, punishment, obligation, or debt. You know, if you have to rewind here <laughs> on, on whatever device you're listening to and, and soak that up, memorize it, understand that uh, there is nothing that you and I can do from, from this point forward that's going to change how God thinks of us. Uh, the forgiveness has already been done through the blood of Jesus Christ. You know, I'd love to go back into Romans, Joel, and, and cover a whole bunch of stuff, but for right now, let me just say, you know, one of the great truths of this new covenant is that the, the righteousness of God has been revealed in us. Uh, that we have now inherited righteousness. We have become righteous, his righteousness in us. And then he goes on a couple chapters later to say, now the righteousness of God apart from the law is revealed, being witnessed by the law and the prophets, even the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe, mm -hmm. to all who believe. And so you see, Let's assume that we're talking to some people from the same school you and I graduated from, Joel. Law school. Law school. <laughs> <laughs> um, when you go to God and ask forgiveness for something you did wrong, that's not when you're forgiven. You are already forgiven. And so there's, there's no longer a need to go to God to get forgiveness. Now, you may have done something wrong and you don't feel good about it, but you shouldn't fall under guilt and condemnation. You can talk to God about it and say, you know, I, I really didn't, I didn't really live out of uh, out of faith, or I, I didn't, I didn't necessarily respond in that situation the way I should have. I, I didn't rely on your life in me, and and I want to, I want to work on that, Lord. And you can, you can discuss these things with God, but not to get forgiveness. Forgiveness right. has already been taken care of one time. You see, this is why uh, something I didn't really read through Joel, but in Hebrews nine, we mentioned this last week not even under the first covenant, the old covenant, which is now obsolete, uh, according to the writer of Hebrews, not even under that covenant uh, 
was that dedicated without blood. For when Moses had spoken every command to all the people according to the law, he took the, the blood of animals and, and sprinkled uh, both the book itself and all the people, saying, this is the blood of the covenant which God has commanded you. Then likewise he sprinkled with blood both the tabernacle and all the vessels of the ministry there in the tabernacle. And according to the law, almost all things are purified with blood, and without the shedding of blood there is no forgiveness or remission. Then the writer goes on, which I won't read, but the writer goes on from there to explain how Jesus Christ, he contrasts that which I just read under the Old Covenant and, and the sprinkling and the shedding of blood uh, of the animals, and compares that to Christ, because you see, the, those those blood sacrifices under the Old Covenant, they provided an atonement, a covering. It was temporary. It didn't take away their sin. It just covered it up, and they had to go back and do it all over again, confessing their sins, uh, sacrificing the animals, uh, sprinkling the blood, and, and all the things that they did under those ceremonies and, and, and under that covenant. But then it goes on to talk about the contrast of Christ and his finished sacrifice offered once to all for the sins of many, uh, as Romans said, uh, on all who believe. And so I just think that it's so important for you to understand that the work regarding your redemption and forgiveness has been completed, and there's nothing that God is going to add to it, and there's nothing that you and I can add to it or, or, or do anything to secure it. That's right, and, and there's nothing that we've done that is bigger than the finished work of Christ. I mean, sometimes I've, I've heard people say this, the stuff I've done, you know, God couldn't possibly forgive me for the things that I've done. You don't know the things I've done. I, it's, it's, I've done some rotten things. You know, you hear things like this. And that type of talk, without coming out and saying it, what a person is saying is that, in essence, their sins, the things that they've done, are bigger than the blood of Jesus, are more effective than the blood of Jesus. But the mm -hmm. good news is that the blood of Jesus is completely sufficient and took care of all sin. It took care of everything, the worst of the worst of the things that you've ever done, it has been all done away with through the blood of Jesus Christ. And it's not because you were able to atone yourself, but it's because of the blood of Jesus. And, and here's why. It's because God wanted to. You, the person listening here, you might think that your sins are just the most outrageous and horrible things. And maybe they are. Yeah, maybe you've done some bad things. I don't know. But God looked through time. You know, 2,000 years ago, he looked ahead to your life. He knew the things that you were going to do, but he, he saw beyond that. And he said, I love that person. God so loved the world, and that includes you, that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. He did it. He did this whole cross thing, the whole shedding of blood, of the blood of Jesus Christ. He did it because he wanted to do it. He wanted to do it for you. He so loved you. He wanted to forgive you. He wanted to make you free. He wanted to cancel your debt because he knew that you couldn't do it. But he loved you so much that he wants you to be with him for eternity. And so the blood of Jesus Christ is his way of making things right again. It's his way. He did it. He made things right again, no matter what depths you've sunk to in your life. You know, we, we just can't judge according to the various things that people have done because there aren't so-called levels of sin. 
in, in this respect, in, in the respect that Jesus Christ took away the sin of the world. He just wiped it all out, the sum total of it all. And so no matter what you've done, the blood of Jesus Christ is completely sufficient and is a whole lot bigger than the evil things you've done. Yeah, and, and I know sometimes we as people wrestle with that. I, I'm not sure why. We were talking recently, Joel, how sometimes it's almost like we, we people were almost drawn to have to somehow try to cover our own, our own tracks. We, we feel like there's something we need to do to bring some sort of justification, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, that, that's just good stuff because it's important to understand what has been provided. It's already been provided for us in Christ Jesus. And, you know, I think in relation to what you were talking about, Joel, it's frustrating enough to blow it and, and to do the wrong thing, to sin. What really frustrates people is when they do it again and they keep going back to it over and over again. And mm-hmm. I would suggest that when that happens to us, it's probably because we're trusting in our own effort and our own strength to try to stop it instead of trusting in the one who already lives in us. It's, it's like, you know, being on the bench press and just giving it all we got for another rep, you know? And, and we, we just, we always fall short. We fail because we're, we're trusting in our own strength. We're, we're the ones trying to do it. And I think some things that we can talk about next week will help us get past some of that. So I hope you'll tune in next week right here, same time, same channel, growingingrace.org. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.